lovely little puppy scout. So I'm just going down to have a look at the vanilla. Wild Vanilla is a family-owned organic vanilla farm nestled under the rainforest canopy close to where I live in the Atherton Tablelands of far north Queensland. I can't wait to introduce you to their beautiful products. Here we have the farm manager, India Witten. She's pollinating flowers today. So this is the time of year when the flowers need to be pollinated every morning. It smells good in here. <clears throat> yeah, it does. So India's up to number 223. She has to count them each morning. And I don't know if you can see what she's doing there, but basically the um, insects that pollinate vanilla do not live in Australia. So you have to do it by hand. It's a very peaceful job. Here amongst the oh, the, oh. um, the ones that are closed are yesterday's ones, and these will be open till like lunch. It's very time sensitive. So India does this each morning. So about 7:30 till lunchtime, and then the flowers are shut for the day. You can go home. <laughs> Okay, so we have Lex and Beck here to tell us all about the vanilla. Thanks so much guys for being on the show. We're sitting in this beautiful wild vanilla plantation. Look at it, it's gorgeous. And here we have some lovely snacks, which I'm eager to try. But first of all, <laughs> oh, and this is Scout. Wait, we've got to meet Scout. Hi Scout, how you doing? Hey, gorgeous puppy. <laughs> so if you could tell us a little bit about how you got started growing vanilla and where the idea came from, that would be awesome. Uh, it started in parallel actually, uh, it's come together as a family thing, but Becky first went off to a vanilla plantation somewhere and then fell in love with it there. And about five years ago I started growing a small number of vanilla plants and and then we got bigger and bigger and bigger. Just and, at your place or? Yeah, just at my house. Uh, I think the one kilo or something to start with and then 10 and then we've got bigger and bigger and it's grown into something commercial that the whole family does. Amazing. So um, how much vanilla is grown here? Our so best far? guess is probably if those you're looking at and the others would be well over a thousand plants. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And how many vanilla beans would you get in a season, I guess? Yes. Uh, in a, in a one plant? Well you've got to think of it like an orchard so yeah. it takes three years before they'll actually get quite mature. You'll get a couple of beans maybe the second year but really fourth year to fifth year two kilos if you do well per vine. Okay. That's green, green beans of course when they're cured and dried that changes. Yeah so tell us a bit about your story and yeah just getting started how how it all began. <laughs> So yeah, as dad mentioned, he had uh, a few plants at home that we were experimenting with and uh, just enjoying and it got bigger and bigger until it, it, it got to this size, <laughs> um, which is now, we moved all the plants out to our place uh, and uh, we have got some other plants as well from another farm that we've moved out as well. And we are officially launched as a business this year. Woohoo! 
Uh, but we still have a long way to go. So we're still waiting for some of the plants to mature and to grow and uh, we'll be expanding as, as we can as well. So can you give us an idea of the process that vanilla goes through from start to finish? Because I think a lot of people have no idea the amount of work that goes into yes. the little bit of vanilla powder that, or, or extract mm. or essence that they put into their cooking. And I have had one person ask me, why is vanilla so expensive? Uh, well, it is, it is very, uh, a very labour-intensive process uh, that does require a large commitment. So with the vines, they, they need time to obviously grow and mature, which can take a number of years. Um, and then as they start to flower, we have to hand pollinate each one of those flowers. So the flowers are only open for a few hours every day. If they are not pollinated, they die and we lose that as a potential bean. Uh, so it does take a few hours of work every day for a couple of us to come out and fertilise all those flowers and then we let the plant sit. So the plant sits for uh, up to nine months. Uh, so we have around, it takes a few weeks for the beans to grow and then it takes another six to nine months of them, uh, of them to ripen. Once they're ripe, we then come in and hand pick all of the beans. We hand wash all of the beans and then we hand process and cure all of the beans and package them. So it is a very labour intensive process that does take around a year from beginning to end. So basically one harvest, one batch per year. Per year, that's, that's mm -hmm. correct. Yes, yeah. they, it, With a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> and a lot of research. So how did you learn how to do all this? Oh, I think it's given me the opportunity for the secret nerd to come out and <laughs> read lots and lots of articles and get very technical about it. It's pretty easy on the internet, anyone can look up how do you cure vanilla beans and you'll see that it's, it's simply a process of starting off with a green bean like that. There you go there. And then typically the process, it varies slightly, is uh, plunge it in hot water, wrap it up, keep it warm for two days and then it goes out on the usual process, out on blankets, out in the sun, back in again until they cure and dry all the way down. So you start off with something like this and you end up with something like that. Oh, let me try and get that on the, yeah, there we go. So you can see it's, it's changed in color. It's got a lot less weight to it. The green bean has no smell. This one has all the smell and all the odor and all the flavor. In fact, uh, this one smells a bit like wet socks and metho <laughs> mixed together if you break up a green one. <laughs> Mm -mm. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Wet socks and metho. And, and so our real work has been to, our real work has been to get it from a process which anyone can do. You can do this if you have a vanilla plant and you go through the process you find on the internet. You'll end up with something quite nice. Mm. But to get it consistent mm. and highest possible quality has taken us several years of mm practice and processing and we're not going to share that that's a little bit of a secret <laughs> that how we have to manage temperature airflow moisture sunlight and time quite precisely mm. over a period of time to get what we've got there it reminds me a lot of coffee um, going yes. out to the coffee plantation yeah. same thing it smells like I don't know green beans or something when you yeah. first smell it and then they go through the fermenting process and within a few days it's complete or even a day it's completely you've yeah. got that beautiful smell and my sister had a go at making her own roasted coffee yeah, from her yeah. own bushes and it was okay but yeah the whole scientific very specific very precise, very precise method yeah. to get consistent um quality yeah. 
it's it's a different ball game. Oh, it's yeah. right up there. There are many times we've gone, what were we thinking? Why did we start <laughs> this? You know, it's it, we started for the joy of it, for the yeah. joy of the plant and the joy of vanilla itself. And the and challenge. Yeah. yeah. And, and now we're processing well, nearly a ton a year. Well, we're That's getting amazing. up there. Um, That's amazing. So, so every plant must have quite a few vanilla beans on it. Yeah, a couple of hundred when they're fully Oh, on mature. one plant. On one yeah. plant when they're Wow, so I didn't realise that. The that, vanilla plant that, itself is actually a vine yep. uh, that we need to train and grow. And uh, the flowers come off that on what's called a racine. Uh, and each racine releases around one flower a day that we then fertilise and process from there. One flower, one bean, you've got six hours, otherwise it's gone. Yep, yep. So what happens if you're sick or you... You can't go away on holiday and you can't no. be sick. <laughs> no, no. So unfortunately... We, we call on India. Yeah. <laughs> we plan our holidays around the vanilla beans and then uh, vanilla, uh, and then India is our uh, absolute lifesaver. We can't do this farm without her. She did have some time when she was sick and was out here every morning anyway. She was like... <laughs> she was like, I have to. They have to be pollinated. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. No, that's all right. She survived. She wasn't that sick. She was okay. But um, yeah, it's it's such a labour of love too, though. You can't yeah. just, it's like, I suppose, with any farming, you can't just put it in and leave it. No. And yeah, you hear that a lot with farmers. They've got to plan their holidays around, yeah, the, the farm. That's just and life. you don't just put a vine in and walk away and come back no. in a year. There's lots of pr training, pruning. Uh, fertilising. Fertilising as in with organic fertilisers. So, yep. so far we've been able to get away with zero um, chemicals, sprays, That's it's great. an organic fertiliser and it's interesting. And mulch. Oh and mulch, yep. yes. Uh, as you can see there's plenty here on the ground. Mm. Yeah, um, that's one of the good things about being under the canopy, I guess you get natural mulch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It keeps the weeds down. Yeah. And the humidity up. And the humidity up. Ah, and that's important. But yeah. one of the notable things growing so organic is every single plant and flower has mm. a little spider, a little insect, a little bug, a little thing all over the top of it and it's fine because while you might lose one or two flowers per day the other 99.9 percent .9 are protected and mm. that's how we wanted to do it so talk about the pollination process because yeah we don't have is it a bee or an insect in they're not quite sure they think it's uh, perhaps a native meloponia bee or the hummingbird so the hummingbird is in central mexico ah. but um, if we do a video later showing you the um, the flower process, itself yep. you see why it's so difficult to get the pollen from underneath the female, a male part to the female part. And apparently, I've read that in its native environment, only 1% of flowers actually fertilize and turn into a bean using birds, bees, whatever. Really? Yes. So really, even in Mexico, they kind of do a bit of hand pollinating as oh, well? Oh, they'd need oh, to. Yeah. They in order, to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, nowhere yeah. really. No. Okay, no. I thought that it was just because we didn't have the insects, okay. No, no, no it's all hand pollinated everywhere. everywhere. In the world. And you're not cross-pollinating between the flowers, no. you're pollinating within the flower. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're all self-fertile. Yeah. It's amazing. But I guess if you only had one bean per vine per year, that's, I don't know how many thousands of seeds there are in there. Well, that's mm. true. That's a lot of, that's a lot of, you know, plants that come out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So they are native to Mexico. Mexico, yeah. Central America, little yeah. countries of Honduras and up in up in there in the mm. rainforest. Yeah. So what do you think you'll be producing from these beans? 
besides powder for quirky cooking. <laughs> so we have we have an amazing powder that uh, you're now oh, selling in your store. It's so good. Uh -huh. I just have to say, um, I had a friend smell it that came over the other day, and she's used to supermarket vanilla powder, or you know the the standard cheaper version of vanilla powder. Yeah. And she smells it. She goes, "Is this even real?" <laughs> It's oh, it's so, wonderful. That's, that's very it's encouraging. It's just got such a strong vanilla flavour, yeah. a, a smell. Yeah. And when you compare it side by side to other powders, you're just like, whoa, why was I using that other one? It smells like nothing. <laughs> and I think that's because we use um, pure vanilla beans that have not been processed or extracted used mm. to make uh, vanilla extract or anything like that. We, so that's how the cheaper powders are made. The cheaper powders are made, uh, they are usually the leftovers uh, from extracts where they have taken out the cut vanilla beans, dried those up. So a lot of those chemicals, so vanilla, vanilla beans have quite a few hundred chemicals in there. And each, as you mentioned with, um, as you mentioned with coffee, the process, the processing part is what brings out all the different flavour profiles. And the beans are then usually cut up and made into extract and the leftovers from that are then dried, ground, and uh, sometimes some fillers are added. Mm -hmm. And then also- What um, kind of fillers? Uh, they'll add glucose, corn flour. Oh, um, they're probably the main two. The main. Wow. And then sometimes they'll even put back a little bit of extract, extract to give it a to bit of flavor, flavor smell because it actually can have very little. And that's mm. why it loses yeah. that, that flavor and that smell mm. so quickly. So ours are, we take these beans and we dry them and then um, we pulverize them. Yeah, so they're already it. cured. We call that a curing process. It's not just drying. Yep. And then they're dried even more and Freeze then powdered dried. into yep. a pure powder. Yeah. 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 So what you're getting is pure vanilla powder mm. there with nothing else added. Um, and then we will also be selling the beans in yep. different sizes and lengths. Uh, and we are currently finessing our vanilla extract, which you've already shared Exciting. a podcast on. Yeah. Uh, and once we finish that, we'll be able to start selling that. And then we do have a few other ideas in the pipeline. Yep. Oh, I'm excited. So the extract's taking a bit longer because it's the next level. Mm. And again, it's another whole level of... Learning. Well, yeah, <laughs> learning. But people at home can just take a, a nice vanilla bean mm -hmm. and put it in a vodka and give it a mm -hmm. shake and keep it cool although we recommend not too cool maybe high 20s early 30s mm. degrees okay and you'll actually get the flavor come out a lot quicker and a lot stronger oh. so it's not just washing out it seems to be some little chemical reaction yeah. with the vodka what we're trying to do is do it on a larger scale and get it very very precise completely replicatable and trying to bring out more of the vanilla flavor, the floral notes, and that's turning out to be a little technical. We'll get yeah. there. Yep, we'll you will. There. You and guys are the ones to do it, I must say. So there are, in, our, in our business, we do have five of us in yep. the family who are working together on this yep. farm. So even though uh, this is our plant, current plantation on our property, there are five of us spread out uh, in the Tablelands and my brother in Brisbane who works together to uh, create this business and then of course India who who, mm. who manages and runs the, the farm on the day to day so and then Beck's husband Darren and my yep. wife mm. uh, so yeah we've all got our real professional jobs yeah and this is sort of our side gig that I don't know how big which it'll uh, that's what I was gonna say this may take over do you it realize may. that <laughs> I think there's good potential for that yeah. so we all work full-time yeah uh, in addition to uh, managing the farm Amazing, yeah. and a lot of you know Beck from once a term cooking. <laughs> She's like 
famous. Uh, and this, this is why I've been a bit quiet on once a term cooking the last term or two. Oh, funny that. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing all the things that you do, Beck. You amaze me. So down the track, we'd like to also do paste and other things, but that's like the next level after extract. Yeah. So that might be quite some way away, but little by little. Little by mm. little, and now, while well, I said earlier, we started off really liking vanilla, the plant, the vanilla itself and what we're doing, we're enjoying it, mostly, uh, <laughs> we really just want to share it with everybody. That's yep. what we, we mm. want. People should be able to share this and enjoy it. And that's mm. really our motivator. Well, vanilla makes me happy whenever I use it in cooking. <laughs> Good vanilla. Yeah. Um, and right here, we have some delicious panna cotta that um, Beck has made with, what is it, coolie? Very coolie. Yum. Can we have a look at yes. I want to see the see the beans in there. So this is made with your lovely vanilla beans. And can you see that guys? Some vanilla. So this is in coconut there. panna cotta with vanilla beans. Oh look at that jiggle. Mm. Looks delicious. I don't want to um, record myself eating, so I'll just turn this off for a sec. I'll be back. Mmm, I wish I could share this with you guys. It is so good. So um the coconut vanilla panna cotta recipe, Beck. I know they're going to ask. What shall we say? Yes, I'll pop it up. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Yum. That is so good. Mm, thank you. Okay, so Beck used a whole vanilla bean in the panna cotta. Well, the, the um, seeds from the whole vanilla bean. Yes. Um, and here we have some powder. So I find the powder a really cost-effective and easy way to use vanilla um, because you only need the tiniest bit. It's like concentrated. Um, when I cook with vanilla powder, I usually halve the amount of extract or essence in a recipe um, and use half the amount with vanilla powder. So if it says a teaspoon of extract, I'll use half a teaspoon of powder. But with Beck's vanilla, oh sorry, I keep saying Beck, sorry Lex. With That's fine. wild vanilla. Wild vanilla. <laughs> she, I want her to be the face. Yeah, yeah. The face. No. Um, so with wild vanilla, I find it tastes so good and so um, vanilla-y. Is that a word? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> that I only use a quarter of a teaspoon instead of a whole teaspoon. In recipes so I have been adjusting my recipes to suit wild vanilla it's so cool um, yeah when I so I had another vanilla for sale in my store just you know what we could find vanilla powder and when you guys gave me some sample powder I put them side by side and compared them and I was so blown away I was like well I'm sorry the other vanilla is going <laughs> This one is amazing. Um, and so you guys just have to produce this for the rest of your lives so that I can always use it. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> um, so what's some of your... Okay, Beck, you are such a good cook. Thank you. So tell us some of your favourite ways to use your vanilla. Uh, so we like to use it in uh, custards. We make a lot of custard with this. <laughs> um, we pop it in cream for desserts, things like that. But I've Oh, like a whipped cream? Whipped cream, mm. yes. Yes, but we've also been experimenting with using it in savouries. Ah. So I pop a little bit of vanilla powder in with some salt yeah. and use that as rub over lamb and chicken. Oh my goodness. And put some spice. So I've been experimenting with that at the moment and it has really uh, puts in another layer of flavour into oh, the cooking. I never even thought well. of that. 
Mm. Mind blowing. Yes, it's okay. very exciting. So now we need a, um, a Christmas recipe that is like a vanilla salt rub. <laughs> she says, yes. in my spare time. Yeah, well, we can play around with that for sure. So that's actually what we've been experimenting you with. You can advise me and I'll, I'll work on the recipe. Oh, it's a great excuse to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, so that's actually what we've been playing around with at the oh, moment. That's such a good idea. So mm. lots of new product ideas buzzing around in your head, I bet. Maybe, at least, Maybe. At least one or two. <laughs> well, ideas, but to bring them into fruition takes <laughs> a lot of time. Yeah, I tell me about it. <laughs> you, you come up with so many ideas and one or two happen in a year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. And it all takes time and yeah. experimentation and hard but work. Because our, our passion with vanilla is to grow it organically, mm. as, as organically as possible and as natural as possible, um, it does take a lot more time. I think it does. You can't just have rows of it run by machines and sprayed and do whatever it's, it's yeah. and and we're still learning it's we're only three or four years into this mm. um, and each week you go oh there's something new the plant's doing or there's something else I hadn't thought about yeah so there's we're trying to do the whole thing from we call it from dirt to table you know yeah dirt to the plant to the flower <laughs> to the vine to the bean to the cure yeah. to the process to to people mm. so it's with there's a whole lot of stages to learn but yeah Amazing. Come on, Scout, wanna go for a walk? Come on, come on. All right. Go and check out the vanilla. So we're gonna go down here and Lex is gonna show us how the flowers are pollinated with a bit more detail. ready for you to fertilize. Um, as you can see, when we fertilize the flower, we actually tear it in half, fold the parts up into each other and hold them together so they stay, they stick. It's this part here that actually grows into a bean. There's, yep. a bit, there's one there, okay. just started. Right. Some of them grow straight, some grow a little curly, and that's how we then uh, here's some, here's some, here's some large ones. Larger. Yeah. Let's see the end. <laughs> well, again. Yep. So, so this is the process. You basically have to destroy the flower, unfortunately. You remove the bottom part so you can see. And up here, right down in there, you can see compared to the toothpick, it's tiny. You have to lift up that flap, which exposes the female side of the flower. And under that little flap there is the pollen, which gets pushed down, pressed for a moment, and the heat of your thumb embeds that down there. And so that's now fertilized. Okay. I'll do another one. <clears throat> so it's a really open the flower up so you can see it. You can see all the little insects in there. <laughs> and lift up the... This is a bit slow and clumsy, but lift up the bottom flap there so that it exposes the female receptor and then down with the male part and that's now fertilized. So this, I'll just pull these off to show you, that stem there becomes the bean. That's okay. actually the female part which becomes the bean, all that. Okay. And then tomorrow that will sag down and there's one with the flower still on the end. Mm -hmm flower dries out that will sag down that was done yesterday and this one unfortunately looks like the flower fell off and will not become a bean uh, so they don't all turn into beans yeah 
interesting. And how long does the bean take? Did you say nine months? It takes, so it, you can see they grow really quite rapidly in size. Um, they'll about 75 days or so to get to maximum size. And then they sit there and look like they don't do anything, but they're actually storing up all the essential chemicals. Ah. So, and then it's around about nine months. Uh, they'll start to go from this dark color to more of this paler green. And then eventually if they're left, they'll go yellow on the tip and then split open. So they have to be picked just in that couple of weeks where they've gone palish green to yellow. Okay. And if anyone wants to find that on Google, they can, of course. Yeah. So these plants uh, that you're looking at now, these stacks, we're actually going to be putting into um, lines later. Uh, however, we've moved them out from another place. For the so that's timing. like on a, on a trellis. Yeah, they'll be moved onto trellises so at the moment. They're just being held up with uh, some bamboo, some bamboos. We actually had some friends uh, and, our, and my kids and some family come and help us to move all these plants from another place here. Big job. A very big job and we're very grateful for all of their help. <laughs> yes. So uh, def definitely a family business with lots of friends helping. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yeah. and we're very grateful to all Couldn't of them. Uh, so next time you come out, Joe, uh, hopefully later next year, this, these will all be put into trellises, into lines. Beautiful. So you've only got a few hours a day, um, like in the morning, to yes. pollinate. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, this, this flower will, would have opened this morning. This one will be two days away. And this has to be done before about, about one o'clock. And then that will dry and close. In fact, it's starting to close starting now. Starting to close, yeah. Mid-morning. And... If it's not done by then, there's no bean. There's no going back. There's no, 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 that's right. <laughs> so it won't open again next morning? No, it's Just done. Just one it morning. Actually, it actually withers up and dies and falls off. Yep. So you only get just this few hours. And it's, you can get quite quick. I mean, women are quicker than men with smaller fingers, but <laughs> I can do 15 seconds. I know as many women can do it in 10. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Small fingers help. It does. <laughs> So thanks so much guys for introducing us to wild vanilla. We're very happy to be able to use it in our cooking. And um, if we have any questions from listeners, maybe they can find you on Instagram and Facebook now. Yes. Yep. So we have a, uh, a Facebook page and an Instagram page. And at the moment we have a landing site for our, web, uh, website. For our website, but we will have that up and running soon. We'll have it up and running soon. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you and enjoy it. Thank enjoy you. a wild vanilla. <laughs>